you had to say, who would you say? I, I don't know, Oscar. Who do you think you are? Han Solo. No. If anybody's anybody, I'm Han. And you're, you're Chewbacca. Chewie? Have you even seen Star Wars? Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome back. ESP Rewind is in full effect once again. Uh, this time we're going to come at you with um, two films that came out uh, in the 90s, I believe. Or, or were the 2000s? I don't know. I don't remember. 98. 98. All right. We got two for you. Uh, we're going to do Deep Impact. Came out in uh, 1998. And we're also going to cover... Um, Armageddon, which came out also in '90, uh, just kind of just the comparison uh, of the two films. But before we get into that, you know who's always with me? We got the Zisu. What's up? Hey, yeah, not much. Yeah, these films. Uh, shout out to the rewatchables. They just did uh, Armageddon. Um, we're not following their coattails, but it's always just. Uh, good, uh, good idea. I mean, I've, we've been meaning to do that one. I wanted to do Back to the Future as well, and it looks like they just did that. So I'm like, damn. But I don't know. Well, one one day we'll get ahead of them uh, with the ideas. Right. <laughs> uh, Deep Impact seemed to 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 be the one that came out first. Did you see that one in the theater or? Yeah, I saw both of these in the theater, and it was actually quite the theatrical experience for both of them. Uh, I felt the emotion in the crowd for both of these. And one of the things I also want to say right off the top of the bat, it's interesting. There's one of the things I was talking with Jade about this, about these releases, how this was a thing that Hollywood used to do all the time, I felt. And they do it a little less now. You know, it's still possible, but it's like one studio's making a um, you know space uh, possible asteroid coming to kill us type movie. Another studio has to do the same thing. I know they did that. Uh, another example I can think of right off the top of my head is uh, the same year that Finding Nemo came out. They had the animated Shark's Tale. So it's like one studio had an underwater kids movie. The other studio needs an underwater movie. So it was always interesting. Like it, uh, It's cool that you paired these two because... I think these two really do go together. They came out in the same year. Uh, very similar, you know, story. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad we we're talking about it. Yeah, uh, I saw both of these in the theater as well. I can't remember. Somebody was doing uh, Get a Free Ticket for Armageddon. I want to say it was McDonald's, but I, I, I don't remember. I remember right. redeeming my free ticket to, to go see that film. Uh, Deep Impact came out in uh, on May eighth, nineteen ninety eight. This is directed by Mimi Letter, Leader Letter, whatever. Uh, stars uh, Tay Leone, uh, Morgan Freeman, Robert Duvall, Mary McCormick, uh, Elijah Wood, and this girl. I always have a problem saying her last name. I think it's Lily Sobieski. Yeah, I think that that sounds right. Uh, and there's um, other people that are in this, but. Uh, a comet is hurling toward Earth and could mean the end of human life. The U.S. government keeps the crisis under wraps, but crack reporter Jenny Lerner, Paleone, undercovers the truth. 
forcing U.S. President Beck, Morgan Freeman, to announce his plan. Grizzled astronaut uh, Spurgeon Fish Tanner, that's, uh, um, what's his next? Great Santini, Robert Duvall, uh, and his team will land on the comet and lay explosives, hopefully carrying the object from its, I'm going my phone off, I'm doing this on my phone today. Uh, from its doomsday course. Uh, if not, humanity will have to prepare for the worst. Uh, this one, I mean, I mean, everyone always has has good ideas. And not to say that maybe they heard that Armageddon was going to do one, whatever movie company was doing that, and or maybe the Armageddon heard that uh, the deep impact deep impact people were going to make this story, but. Now, there's always all there's all kinds of disaster films out there. I mean, like uh, the the two volcano movies that came out almost yep at the same time, Volcano and um, Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak, that's right. Uh, volcano, it was goofy, and I liked that one a little more because it was a volcano in like downtown L.A. or wherever it was. Dante's Peak, I don't really remember that one. I just remember uh, Pierce Brosnan was in that one. But, yep. Yep. Uh, and stuff like that, man. People always do this, but disaster films, I love. Yes, they are scary. Um, but uh, I mean, there was they were saying uh, even like within recent recent times, they were saying uh, that there was a comet heading towards Earth. But then I don't know what happened; it, it, it missed us. So I, all right. Um, like like these films. I mean, like if this did happen, I doubt that we could. Uh, have the budget to send rockets into space or astronauts and, and all that. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, they can try. <laughs> but the thing is, is, what's so funny is, I don't know if you remember hearing about this, but not too long ago, it was either last year or the year before, we had like some, uh, you know, big old asteroid pass like within like 200 miles of the Earth. So it was like insanely close and like just missed. So. And, you know, for the most part, everybody just let it happen. Nobody sent anybody out there to blow it up or anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this one, I love both of the films, but um, I thought this one was a little more dramatic. I mean, it was, to me, it was like more depressing than, yeah, for than sure. Armageddon because it was just like that they went more with the the dramatic feel of it. I mean, it's, it's basically the same thing that we're going to send guys to the asteroid land on there, send explosives and then boom, get out of there. But this, this one, man, it just, I think I teared up in this one more times. I mean, on the rewatch. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, it was, it was just, I wouldn't go as call it a slow burn. I mean, it, it kept your attention the whole time. So I was like, oh, it's really, but you got all these players that, that are hap- that's uh, going on in this. Um, Taya Leoniak, she actually found out uh, that the um, asteroid was coming because she's a reporter, but she, uh, there was um, news that there was somebody, at one, uh, somebody in the high up had stepped down and they were saying, uh, she kind of went to investigate him because she heard some. Uh, she got some other inside info that there was this Ellie person, and uh, she, so they were kind of thinking, ah, oh, maybe he's having an affair or somebody, or maybe the president was, and he's taking the fall, so that's why he stepped down. 
and she confronts uh, the guy. It's actually, uh, what's his name? Um, Jack Bauer's dad, James Cromwell. Uh, he was uh, one of the one of the high ups in in the government. So, um, but flash for a minute. Let me go rewind. Be before all that, there was um, uh, the two kids. They were much younger than Elijah Wood and and Lily. They were they were uh, students, and they were uh, just looking at the stars. Um, Biederman, I think, uh, was Elijah Wood's name. He he saw it, so they really looked into it. And they, yeah, Leo Biederman was his name. They sent all kinds of uh, information to whoever looks up at the stars. And uh, that guy looked up with his giant telescope and saw that it was coming. He did all the calculations and realized it was coming straight for the Earth. So he ran off to go give that information, which uh, this was kind of goofy. I'm like, well, if it was that important, why don't you just call? (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> call whoever you were yeah exactly uh, i mean the internet was going strong during this time so they could easily just hear it typed it all up and sent it but, yeah exactly. but then, then there would be no movie <laughs> so, right, right right but that guy ends up dying in a car wreck and that information was kind of lost for a little while so but that's how uh, elijah wood is it comes into play so with um uh tay leone's character she she does realize she finds out what it is. She still, she was still thinking it was um, uh, a cover up for uh, some kind of affair going on in the White House. But then uh, this would have been scary to me. I thought this was the scariest part. She's driving down the road, and all these black suburbans come pulling up next to her and like forcing her off the road. And uh, you know that's not good when a bunch of guys uh, with suits jump out of their car, and you're like, oh, <laughs> so but. Uh, she does. She ends up meeting the president, and then he kind of tells her, "All right, we're going to tell you um, what's happening uh, in a, in a news brief, at a White House briefing." So that's pretty much when the whole world finds out that these asteroids are coming, and the whole plan of what they were going to do: send these guys up and uh, blow it up. So that, that that's your storyline with that. But then that all the dramatic stuff that was it was just real just depressing 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 because it just seemed like there was going to be no no help no there this word we're dead basically so i was kind of like oh man uh, i remember just sitting there i mean i go to the theater i, I of course you're gonna be sad or you're gonna laugh but i just been like oh man like what if this did happen and, uh, <laughs> I, I i didn't like how it made me feel but i mean i i, I did enjoy the movie and, and uh, on your first watch of this, you're sitting in a theater and you're watching this movie's over. What did, what did you, how did you feel? Yeah, I gotta be honest. The going back to the nineties, when I did watch this in the theater, I was less a fan of this. I was definitely more in the moment, more like all about what was going on in Armageddon. And we'll get to that. But, um, this one up for a lot of years, I was like a little more like, eh, not so much, but uh, I gotta say, on the rewatch here, I actually appreciated it a lot more. Um, one of the people we haven't mentioned, he's more of like a cameo in it, but uh, uh, John Favreau is on the space team under uh, Robert Duvall's character, and uh, it was good to see him. Always uh, nice to see Favreau, but yeah, young, yeah. slim Favreau, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But yeah, no, I could appreciate this more, a lot more, 
this time. And like you said, like, uh, I think it, it was maybe even a little more emotional this time, all these years later than it was back in the nineties. Because I mean, just the, the whole dread of it all, like, yeah, well, yeah. with the space mission and them not be able to, uh, basically couldn't complete it. I mean, there were, there was many problems, uh, with the whole situation. Uh, some of the astronaut astronauts got hurt. Um, and, uh, it, it was, I believe one of them got shot into space cause there was like explosions or something that was going on, like a gas explosion and it shot him way up into the sky. I think that was Favreau. I think I, I, I can't remember, but just like, Oh man, them getting back into the ship and just like, well, that's it. Let's go home and uh, let's at least be with our families when the world ends. And I was like, ah, oh. <laughs> man, I was like, all right. Yeah. And then you got everybody on earth trying to, uh, they, they, this one, I don't, this one wasn't going to be a, um, well, I guess it was going to be a, uh, no, it wasn't. It, this one wasn't a global killer because they said it, it's going to hit, um, they knew it was going to be a water, uh, a water impact in, in the Atlantic Ocean, and they they were because they they kind of were having uh, all kinds of stuff. They kind of did like uh, how they did in twenty twelve. I think that was that movie when they had those arcs and they were just loading everybody up because they brought animals and everything to try to at least uh, when it was over make uh, civilization uh, somewhat normal again. So. It, I was like, man, because when they when Morgan Freeman came on, and said, "Or we we failed." Um, yeah, you, you guys are SOL. So, uh, hopefully, you can uh, survive this because th- that whole they they also did like a lottery to see who can go in these caves. Uh, basically, just hide in the caves. Well, because when when the water comes and everything. Uh, so. I was like, man, I mean, they were taking like, basically everyone in the White House and, and like a lot of the smart people. And uh, they took Biederman. They were going to take him and Elijah Wood and his family because he was the one that discovered it. Uh, and just like they, they had like a lottery, basically. And, and that was like when you found out the people who didn't get in, which was like millions of people. I was like, man, I mean, I that was when. But everybody was just packing up and basically running for their lives. That was just scary. And that scene when um, uh, Elijah Wood left with his family, but before they went into the caves, he goes, I got to go back for, I can't remember his girlfriend's name, Lily. I got to go back for her. Oh, her name was Sarah. He goes, I got to go back for Sarah. I, I can't leave her and her family. So he hugs his mom and dad and takes off. His whole mission just to get back to them was tough, but when he got back to his neighborhood, it looked like like a bomb went through there. Everything was just all over the place. But um, that scene when he finds uh, Sarah and her family because they're on the highway, everybody and the mother are just trying to get out of get out of town, get far away from the coast as you can, and get high up. That whole scene right there when um, when uh, Sarah's parents. Um, that one lady from Star Trek, I can't remember her name. Um, she was um, like, here, just t- take the baby, take your brother, or I can't think of the little boy, take him and, and just go. And the way Sarah was just like, what? No, no, I can't leave you. I mean, that whole scene was sad. I 
And I was like, oh. I remember tears coming out of my eyes sitting in the theater and watching it this last time. The same thing. I was like, man, that, that's all, that was always a tough watch. Um, anytime. I'd seen this movie numerous times, but I was like, man. And then just everyone just running for their lives when you see uh, that one part of the asteroid come shooting because did they, they, they blew it up and that was just one piece, right? Um, yeah, the thing is, like, the first part of their mission, they tried to blow it up. Instead, they made two. And the, like you were saying, the first, the smaller one was supposed to hit off the Atlantic uh, east coast of the U.S. And the bigger one was supposed to hit in Canada on the actual land. And they were saying, like, the first one was supposed to, you know, create this big old tidal wave and destroy the whole east coast and stuff like that but they were saying the second one the bigger one the one that was hit in canada that was the one that was going to black out the sun for like years upon years and destroy all life so um yeah <laughs> yeah because those guys i mean the the, the, the astronauts they kind of just like it is still up to us we still have the nukes because like i said they they tried to do it, but they just couldn't do it because it was just too crazy on that and that rock, and, and they it just they couldn't they couldn't do it. So they realized, look, you know what? We're gonna fly through these little crevices and just basically blow up and save the world. So that's what they ended up doing because they, yeah, like Disease who said when they laid that first charge, it just blew another piece off, which was actually smaller. So that was hitting the earth regardless. To what happened but if you can at least blow that one up they would be all right so um they blew up that one and and everything did it did it blow they blow that one up first no 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 they didn't blow that one up first the uh first half hit uh hit the yeah. planet and that's when the tidal wave came and this part was sad yeah. too yeah uh, um Taylor was trying to, she was in dc i believe or somewhere i can't remember where but she, they were trying to. No, she was in D.C. They were trying to get out of there, and one of her friends was like, she didn't get picked, so she couldn't go. And she was sitting there with her daughter, and she's like, "Well, what are you doing? Come on!" She goes, Look, "There's no room for me. I'm just gonna sit here because my daughter loves this little play area." I was like, "Oh man, I mean, I mean, yeah. what can you do really when there's just nothing?" But just to wait to die when something like that happens. And I, that's why this one was just super depressing. Yeah, no doubt. But I did like how Taylor was like, you know what? No, come on. Come with me. You're getting on this. And she just basically gave her a seat. Uh, there was some little side story with Taylor and her father uh, and her and her mother. I think her mother passed before the film, before the, the meteor hit. And then uh, her dad was remarried to a much younger woman. And then her dad called and said, she left me. Uh, I'm at the, the boathouse, the, the beach house. And he was just sitting there waiting to die. So she said, you know what? I'm going to go be with my dad. She let that girl get on the helicopter so she can, her and her daughter can survive. And she went to, to the beach house. Dad was just standing there watching it, watching the waves come. But that, that was... Yes, it's a movie, but when they both just stood there, wait for that wave to hit them. I hope they died instantly 
here I'm talking. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> here I'm talking like this is real, but I hope they died <laughs> instantly because when that water hits you, man, it, it's going to be throwing you around. And, uh, I don't know. Plus, it's a giant wave. I mean, I've I've got hit by waves before, not giant waves, but waves enough to knock you down and, and get under the water, and that's scary enough. But um, that's why I can't be a surfer. Uh, those guys that ride those those big wave riders. Right. Oh, <laughs> but you. I think you got to practice to do that. Your your breathing, so you can hold your breath longer. I, I'd be dead, and that's why I don't mess with it. But yeah, that was ruthless, <laughs> and that was sad because she was just hugging her dad, and she went right before the wave hit him. She was like, "Daddy," and then Poosh, I was like, "Ah." Oh. And I mean, New York throughout movie history has and real life history has taken a hit with disasters. Not with movie disasters. Yeah, you had Godzilla go tearing through there. You had King Kong wrecking through there. Um, uh, what was that one when the when it froze? Um, the day after tomorrow. That one. Uh, yeah. That got hit, and and to just New York just takes a beating. But the living, yeah. the living dead <laughs> no even doubt. and went through there, and uh, aliens and Superman. And I mean, it's crazy. New York just takes this hit all the time. But that wave. When it went through, and I think with another part that was scary, other than the water coming and just wiping everyone out, um, there's that one scene. It was like a, a a high view, and you see the water just kind of going. But there's some of the buildings that were were tall enough that the water didn't hit, and you see all those people on the roof running. Like, where are you gonna go? You're on the roof, and there's nowhere to go. Hopefully, the the water doesn't come over the top. Uh, that that was scary, but and then when, when all those people were on the highway and you just see that wave coming, and like oh my god! I mean, people tried to run, but I mean that there, there was there was nowhere to run, and it it, would, it was scary when you seen Elijah and Sarah holding her brother, and there all those other people running up that mountain to get away as you see the waves come crashing over the mountains and everything. That was. That was ruthless. But once the, the water settled and everything, you hear Morgan Freeman's, the, the president, his speech saying that the water's receded and we're going to rebuild. And that was that was your movie. But it was just so, just so, so much dread. And oh, my God. I mean, I think out of these two films, I think a lot more people died in this one than yeah. Armageddon. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was it was just sad, um, but um, anything else before we move to Armageddon? No, just that I wanted to uh, double down on saying that uh, I didn't really think much of it. I remember it being emotional in the theaters, but that being said, I didn't think much of it, and I really didn't think much about it again. So it was nice to revisit all these years later. And I actually did have more of an appreciation for it, for the acting, and just overall as a story. Because for years and years, I've just been mainly in the Armageddon camp every few years. That's a film I, I wanted to throw in. And it might be a good time to, to throw it into Armageddon because I just wanted to kick it off with the story that, yeah, like uh, I'd say about five years ago now, um, <laughs> it was like, you know, streaming was around, but it still isn't like what it is today. And I wanted 
to watch Armageddon and it like wasn't available on Amazon. It wasn't on Netflix. It wasn't anywhere. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. And I had to uh, go to our local uh, like kind of secondhand store and I was able to find a VHS copy there. So I was able to show it to Jade on, uh, had to pull out the old VCR and uh, yeah, I got to watch some Armageddon on VHS. (laughs) At least widescreen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was. It actually was. And you know what? I'm thinking back to that. Like it really wasn't that bad at all. You know, it's funny too, because it's been a while now. It's probably been since that five years ago, since I've put anything in the VCR. Uh, I (laughs) think I have a VCR. If it is, it's in the storage room, but I don't know if it works. Um, there is a VHS community out there. Uh, if any of you, oh, guys, yeah, if any of you sure. guys are listening, I know they have VHS fests and, and all that. Um, I loved VHS too. I did have a collection. I, I sold a lot of them. I think I still oh, have right. a lot of them. I know we have all the kids' movies still. Uh, once I clean out a closet, um, there'll be there's a ton in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know VHS, man, I loved it cause it, it was something new growing up and now with the way technology is with streaming and, and, and Blu-ray and 4k and all that, I'm sure either something new is going to come or they're just going to make the streaming stuff that much better and clearer. So, but I mean, everything looks good with this, with these new TVs and everything. Speaking of TVs real quick, yep. how's the TV? Um, uh- all right. Uh, I like it mostly. Uh, it's a uh, high sense and it comes with uh, Android TV. I was hoping for, for Roku. I hear so many good things about like Roku TVs. So I was hoping for that, but it really wasn't an option. So I gave this a shot. And the only problem I've had so far is a couple times now. I think it's mainly the android tv parts of it when i'm using that streaming sometimes it's like great and it's fast and it's simple but other times it like hangs up and like i'm almost like what's going on like the tv won't respond and i'm almost positive it's just the android tv side of it gets hung up but um I got like 90 days to take it back and I I'd, I'd prefer not to but uh if it keeps keeps going that way I might have to. <laughs> uh mine's been working fine. Excellent picture, everything's good. Nice. Uh, I do have the in uh, smart TV where you can the Netflix and Disney and all that. Um right. I was going to take my Roku and put it in the back cuz that TV is not a smart TV. But I could there is no shutter app on the apps oh. for the TV. So I was like, man. So, Gotta have it. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I just uh, tried to, I just keep my Roku and mainly use that for uh, when I watch Shutter in there. But Enough with the tech talk, everyone. On to yeah. 19, <laughs> this was 1998 as well, correct? Yes. Yep. Uh, yep. yep. 1998, this film, Armageddon, this one came out uh, like, what? Uh, so a month, month later, a month, two months later, because it was like early May when Deep Impact came out. Yeah, and, this one is July first. Yeah, so it so, came out for basically for Fourth of July. Yeah, so like two months later, uh, this one hit us. I mean, we both knew both of those movies were coming, and 
I was like, okay, cool. Deep Impact was awesome. I loved it. And then Armageddon hit. We see we see the trailer. Um, this one is like the uh, Michael Bay, of course, and you know how he rolls. Yep. So it was just gonna be a big CGI spectacular action throughout uh fest. And that's what that's what it was. But uh, they they came through with the cast. Um got some academy awards here academy award winners in here you got bruce willis academy award winner billy bob thornton uh academy award winner ben affleck you got Liv campbell you got will payton steve buscemi william fincher owen wilson michael clark duncan rest in peace uh peter stormare i think that's his name he was the russian dude you got ken hudson and keith david and um malfoy's dad um, Jason Isaacs, he's in this, and bunch of bunch of bunch of other people. As the Eddie movie, Griffin, well, he, well, he was in it. Him and uh, what's his <laughs> name? Hang on, Mr. Cooper. Um, oh yeah, in uh, the beginning. Yeah, yeah, they were. They, I guess, they were cameos. But yeah. um, th- this movie, man, I mean, I, I loved it, man. It, it was just like I said, when you're dealing with um, Michael Bay, you know, it's just gonna be a big action fest, and that's pretty much what it was. Uh, when an asteroid threatens to collide with the Earth, NASA honcho Dan Truman, Billy Bob Thornton, determines that the only way to stop stop it is to drill into its surface and detonate a nuclear bomb. This leads him to renowned driller Harry Stamford, Bruce Willis, who agrees to helm the dangerous space mission, provided he can bring along his own hotshot crew. Along with them is a, a cocksure AJ, uh, Ben Affleck, who Harry thinks isn't good enough for his daughter, Liv Tyler, until the mission proves otherwise. Um, this says June 30th, and then I, IMDb says July 1st. But right. Who knows? Maybe June 30th was a Thursday. But this movie was was awesome. I mean, I, I loved it. Uh, for action, you got action pretty much throughout. Uh, the comedy was there. Yep. Um, everyone that was in it, I mean, you... I think there were some of them were on the come up. Uh, so, but they all had their, they all got their, uh, their time to shine. I mean, and, and I thought it was good. They did lean more, a little more towards Ben Affleck and, and Bruce Willis, but uh, Michael Clark Duncan. And we already know who Steve Buscemi was. He was already Mr. Pink by then. So even, and, and all the stuff that he had done with uh, Adam Sandler and everything. So we, we knew him. Uh, Will Patton, he's been in a ton of things. I, I always think he's an amazing actor. And uh, Billy Bob, of course, and Keith David, all of those guys that were in there. Um, like a, the budget was probably way, way more than what Deep Impact spent, uh, mainly for the cast and, and the effects that they get. They did, but this, um, when Mike, if you guys know Michael Bay on um, when he does his action, man, it's just like you're right in it because that that beginning scene when when the meteors came, um. That was ruthless. I mean, that was even scary at the beginning when uh, the meteors came crashing yep. through that uh, the space shuttle mission when they were fixing that satellite. When those astronauts got hit with it, and then the rest of it kept coming. And again, New York gets thrashed. Uh, so maybe that was Once again <laughs> the, the the Trade Center guy hit. Buildings were blowing up. The what's that other tall building? Um, Chrysler. Yeah, that one. That one came crashing down, and you see people 
flying through the air and, and hitting taxi cabs and, and everything. It was, that was ruthless, man. It was just like, it was like a mist. First, they thought it were mis- they thought it was missiles at first, but then mm-hmm. they realized it was meteors. But man, they, the way they came just tearing into the atmosphere and just crashing through all these buildings and just, just destroying Manhattan. I thought that one scene was spooky and, and uh, when, when the it's like a helicopter shot, and you pull back and you see the devastation of um, Manhattan. You see the World Trade Center there. One of them's on fire and the other one has a, a hit on the side. And I was like, man, um, that was, that's always eerie to watch. As we all know what happened over there, but uh, I thought it, it was cool. And then their idea, basically same thing idea. Let's send some rocket up there to destroy this thing. But what their their change was sending in these deep these deep core uh, drillers, oil drillers, to drill I can't remember how many feet down into it, setting off or placing the the nuclear weapon, blowing up and getting the hell out of there. But I thought this. I mean, again with the action, there was a ton of it, and the comedy was there. I loved all the the whole scene, the whole montage when they were uh, at the, all the whole oil crew was at NASA getting ready. Uh, to just do, yeah. learn what they had really to do, funny. or even the part when they were telling them after um, Bruce, when they got Bruce Wilson, they go, "Well, I want to use my own team," and he, yeah. they were like, "Well, where do we find all those people?" And they were saying, oh, "You'll find this guy <laughs> at the casino, this guy <laughs> in a bar." And I mean, that whole—I mean, I love the Michael Clark Duncan when Bear when he was just hauling ass down the, down the highway on, yeah. on his on his big hog. <laughs> Come and get Papa Bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Or Owen Wilson when he's riding on his horse. I don't know if it was him or yeah. not, but you see the silhouette of a guy just hauling ass on his horse, and then these helicopters come flying over it. Yep. All that was cool. I loved it. It was funny. Can't um, forget the uh, scene, too, when they're doing the training montage and all that. And Have you even seen Star Wars? <laughs> Because he was like, uh, what do you say? He goes, yeah. He goes, who? He's he like, goes, this Han. is like Star Wars. Like, uh, I'm, you know, Han. You're Chewy. And then, yeah, have you even seen Star Wars? I'm <laughs> definitely Han. <laughs> but then after, go, well, if anyone's anyone, I'm Han. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean that, that. I mean that. That's what I love about Michael Bay. Man, he does throw his comedy in there. He can be just all out action. He can be comedy, and and he can be serious. Because when the seriousness did kick in i mean it, it was there like especially when the that scene when bruce willis was telling his team this is what's going to happen and this is what we need to do and they were just all like oh man like really because he was like none of you guys have to go you can all just stay here and we can watch this thing hit and watch everyone we know die um Whoever wrote the dialogue for this was, yeah. was was awesome, and that that was that was. I mean, what what do you say to that? I mean, got to step up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, Rockhound. I think that was um, uh, not Rockhound. Uh, Will Patton's character. He said, "He goes, look, man. Check. I've been I've been I've yeah. been with you for however many years, and I've never let you down, and I I'm not going to let you down now." was like cool and i loved owen willie's part he goes man this is real like deep hero stuff man he goes I'm yeah in. i'm in <laughs> he was like juiced <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and the and the and the one big dude i can't remember his name he was like 
whatever you think, man. I mean, he was, yeah. he was, I think out of all of them, he was the one that was like really truly scared uh, to right. go up there. But I mean, they all just kind of like, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to do this. Uh, but I think the best scene was when uh, Bruce Willis was telling Billy Bob and those guys that they were going to do it. But if we do it, we want these things. Uh, well, one guy, yeah. was, he said he's got, he's got White two, horse. he's got two friends that, uh, that want to be, that need to be made United States citizens. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> he, the bear wanted to stay at the white horse. White horse. <laughs> yeah. he white house in the, in the leaking bedroom for the summer. And, uh, <laughs> Owen Wilson had like a million tickets that needed to be paid. Yeah. And uh chick wanted um Emperor's package at Caesar's Palace, whatever that is. <laughs> and it was crazy. but the best one was the end. I'm just remember sitting I was I saw it with my brother in law just laughing when he goes and these guys never want to pay taxes, have to pay taxes ever. Ever. Um <laughs> I, I out of everything that happened in this film, that's I wanna know that answer. Did they ever have to pay taxes i mean i know i know those yeah those, you, they saved the world <laughs> yeah those guys couldn't say oh yeah we we can uh we can we can allow that of course they had to go through the whole take it to the white house and see what the president says but i don't see why i don't know who they i don't remember i don't remember the actor who was a president but i mean it was like there was no way you would think he i mean regardless what party he's a part of that he would think would say no to that it was only uh, some of them lost their lives yeah. in the mission. Yeah. So there right. was only how many of them died? I think only three. I think the big guy, Bruce Willis, and I can't remember who else. But <laughs> I'm just thinking at the end because they have the um, they have the black and white pictures. Like there, uh, there was another guy that um, no matter how many times I've seen this film, I. I don't know who that guy is. And he, yeah. he was a part of Bruce Willis's crew. Um, I don't even know the actor's name. I can, I can see his face. Right. But um, I, I don't know his name. Let me see. Uh, is this him? Gruber? I don't know. I'm not, there's like a million people in this cast, but I, there was there was one dude in the crew that that you didn't know, not really know. Well, I didn't know him, who he was, because all the other guys you knew. But uh, even uh, Peter Stormare, he was the the Russian cosmonaut. Oh, I loved him. Uh, he's awesome <laughs> in everything he does. Yeah, he, he is. does seem to play Russian roles, and I loved him in uh, Big Lebowski. Yep, and um, uh, he's in so much. Uh, Fargo, he was awesome in that. He was yep, he, yep. the one, the one that showed the. Uh, Mr. Pink in that wood chipper. <laughs> yeah, ruthless. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, it it was it was good, man. I mean, like you said, the drama was there and the comedy was there. I think one of the, other than the end, uh, I think one of the the, it was kind of sad, but then it was kind of heartwarming. Is when um, the one character, um, Will Patton's character, Chick, when he before they left. He went to go see his baby's mama, and he was like, he, "She had she had his kid, and his son came out, and his son didn't even know who he was." I, 
well, who is he? And goes, oh, he's just a sales a salesman. And she, they did go yeah. through that whole scene. You know, you're not supposed to be here. Uh, the court says you can't. And he's like, I know, I know, but I just, I just want you to give him something for me. Don't, you don't have to say who it's from. Just, just give it to him. And it was that little shuttle. Yeah. And she'd ask him like, well, what's going on? And he goes, well, I, I got something big coming up. And it was at that point where they couldn't talk about it. Right, right. So right. I mean, that I thought that scene was 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 kind of like sad, but then heartwarming because at the very end, after they came back from the mission, her when all when they show all the people running up to the to the guys that the, the astronaut guys and Bruce Willis's crew, that little boy came running up and and that that girl's that the little his baby's mama I can't remember her name. Oh, she's um, what's the redhead's name in Turtles? Alice April O'Neil. April O'Neil. She was April O'Neil in the original Turtles movie. Um, Alice, I'm thinking Resident Evil. But anyway, <laughs> that was the actress. I can't remember her name, but I thought that was cool at, at the end uh, of all that. But this this movie, man, I mean, it had its moments in certain parts. The parts that I didn't like that were trying to be all lubby-dubby was the Liv Tyler and Ben Affleck parts. The, you don't like those Aerosmith songs? I love those songs, but I don't. I didn't love those little lovey dovey scenes. Yeah, I got you. One okay, <laughs> but you didn't need to throw two in there. Um, that was what this movie had. Other than the big cast, it it had a soundtrack. It like did the the late. That's night what Deep old. Impact didn't have. Yeah. Deep Impact was all score. This one actually had Aerosmith. Yeah, I mean that song. I believe was nominated for Academy Award that year. It was. Yep. Um, I love that song, and it's it is sad because I mean they played it earlier when they were doing a little lubby dubbiness, but at the end, when yeah, they had the wedding, and you see the pictures right. of of the guys that weren't there anymore, and don't want to close my eyes and all that. I'm like, or just that first line, I stay awake just to hear you breathing. I'm like, oh man. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. It's an awesome song. I mean, shout out to Steve Tyler and the guys, the Aerosmith. Uh, I do love that song. Uh, I have a ton of Aero. I don't have albums. I just have songs, and that's one of them. Um, but yeah, I mean this 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 movie. It had two soundtracks. It had the score, and then it had the the regular soundtrack for the eighties rock and whatever else was on. I couldn't even tell you what else was on that soundtrack. Because uh, they did use two Aerosmith songs, other than the main one, and then there was another one when they were in the strip club. Um, but it, it was cool. But act, getting to the mission, to where, if you look at that spaceship, if you compare the two spaceships, Deep Impact's ship, uh, the Messiah, and I can't remember what they called this one because they sent up a couple uh, in this one. Was, they looked like. Uh, uh, space shuttles with just extra crap built on top of it. Um, so I, I was like, all right, cool, whatever. I mean, I I loved all that. I just I just love watching shuttles and everything take off and to to do it in these films. They actually did the whole CGI thing of it, so that's neat. Do they still show shuttle launches? If when when they do them, I don't think they do them anymore. Yeah, and you know, one was supposed to happen just the other day, and it got uh, scrapped due to weather. I think they're going to try again uh, tomorrow. I think so. Okay. Because I remember watching those. Like every time they had one, like the the Discovery and the 
the the challenger challenger that was, that was yeah. rough I and mean, i remember watching that live when it happened i mean I, unbelievable as a, as a little kid watching watching those i mean it, it was can't awesome. comprehend it yeah it was awesome <laughs> to watch these space shuttles things actually blast off from earth and go into space um true heroes and just total big balls uh be it guy or gals that are in there i i don't even at my fittest point in my life i don't think i would be able to handle that space travel and speaking of that i love the scene when those uh fighter pilots took him up and did oh it. yeah because <laughs> he basically told him look i'm gonna get you what you're gonna be ready for uh, with space yep, flight jeez oh man <laughs> see I, I wouldn't be able to handle it i can barely handle them on roller coasters i can't imagine right blasting off and something like that or if someone hey yeah i want to get you can ride in this jet i I would do it. I would have to lose a lot of weight so I could fit in there. But I know damn well I'll pass out. I know it. I watched those videos yeah. of those guys yeah. in there going, it looking like they hurt and their faces just uh, until they yep. pass out. And I'm yep. thinking, pass out. Yep. I know it takes tons and tons. I, I know nothing about it. It's just what I learned from movies and watching YouTube videos and Discovery Channel stuff. But what those pilots have to do i don't i just what we see on tv and, and stuff like that is all i know of but i don't what do they do really to what we don't see to to prepare for something like to fly in these jets or, or, or the astronauts i remember going to um great america and watching um i think it was the columbia uh, imax movie uh of that uh space shuttle uh taking off it it was crazy. I mean, that was when I was introduced to IMAX, that huge giant screen, a, a real, real IMAX screen in that theater and watching uh, the shuttle take off and, and stuff, the, the training they had to do and just being dizzy sitting there watching this on this big screen. I thought I was always amazed by just um, what these astronauts do to, to go into space. Um, it was cool. I mean, I know it took much longer, but they didn't have very much time. But they were giving them the crash course on, on what to deal with. So, but uh, I just I loved all that. I thought it was cool. But but I think the jet scene was I think to me the funniest part is when they were just uh, I'm sure they weren't up in the jets, but they were when they were just screaming and all that. And that one big guy threw up. <laughs> so that scene was awesome. Before we actually get to the the asteroid, was there anything else? No, no. Let's get to the asteroid. But yeah, on to the asteroid. Once they get there, uh, of course, there's going to be. Well, they had they had to go stop at um at that Russian satellite to refuel before they do the slingshot uh, mm-hmm. around the sun. Uh, when I think of that going around the going around, was it a, was it around the, the was it around the moon or the sun? I don't know. They went around something. I, I think, think the moon. I think moon. They, yeah, they went around yeah. the moon. Uh, yeah. Oh, Star Trek is when they went around the sun and then shot back in time. Uh, but anyway, right. <laughs> but once they went around the moon, they went around the moon, um, and they were going to be right behind the asteroid. I mean, how scary would that be? Because all that debris trailing right. behind it, and they had to fly almost through it to get to the to the asteroid. And I'm shout shout out to the to the NASA guys in this movie to find a spot for them to land because <laughs> they, 
they told him, well, when you come around, land on this side, there's, there should be somewhere for you guys to land. Um, I assume they had to just kick on the boosters and fly off that thing. I mean, that's what they did in the movie, but I'm thinking in, in, in real life, if a space shuttle was on the ground at like on the runway, could it just take off like a normal plane and fly up? Do you know? I have no idea. No, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, maybe, <laughs> um, we always just see him going straight up with the rockets, and which, right. which is amazing, and I'm sure it's scary as hell. But I was always wondering that. I think I, I, I think what I've when I got into, really got into space shows is uh, the first time I saw um, uh, uh, James Bond Moonraker, because they that was yeah. they were dealing with the space shows and those. Um, that's when I kind of went, whoa, this is cool, and then started re- reading things at school and watching stuff on TV about space shuttles and all that. But, um, the similarities, uh, or both of the films are similar, but um, when yeah. I think there was more, uh, more disaster in this one, uh, went dealing with with the asteroid because when they got there, so much debris hit their ships. And they like kind of spun out of control, and uh, one of them crashed. And the other one got pretty beat up, but it landed. The one that crashed had um, uh, Ben Affleck and Michael Clark Duncan, and I think Owen Wilson died in that one. And yeah, I think I think the pilots did too. I, I can't remember. You think you're right? Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the big differences too, although they were able to keep it similar is in deep impact. One of the pieces still flat out hits the earth and causes that tidal wave and whatnot. In this one, the big asteroid, none of it ever hits, but they're talking about all this other debris that's traveling with it. And like that opening scene in New York and later, I think that's a Shanghai scene. If I'm remembering right. Yeah. Where it's like, him. yeah. So there's like, Oh, and isn't there a France? Yeah, like, also Paris yeah. got wiped out. Yeah, so like it still like affects the planet. Like even though they basically a hundred percent save it, there's still like debris it up. So it's still you know all this damage and destruction. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean it just, just basically blew up Paris and that that uh, Shanghai. That's where it was. Uh, they just destroyed all, all that, man. I mean, and they, and there was like, because even that one scene, he goes, well, we got to warn him. He goes, well, what are we going to tell him? I mean, we, there's no time. So that kind of sucked that they didn't even know it was coming. They were just doing their everyday life. And then all of a sudden you see this thing tearing out of the sky. And <laughs> next thing you know, you're dead. Uh, yeah. I was like, man, yeah. that was pretty ruthless. <laughs> so, but. Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> but once they once they get to the asteroid, I mean, Bruce Willis and his team immediately. Well, uh, well, we can't go look for them, so we we need to just start. They just assumed they were dead because they knew that one crashed the other shuttle. So they said, "Well, we got to do what we came here to do." So they start. And uh, that one part that was kind of—I mean, the whole thing would have been scary—just crashing on somewhere. There's no way you can get off of without a ship. 
is when Ben Affleck was laying there and he was like, is anyone else alive? And he was like almost crying, but screaming. And then you hear Barry goes, all right, I'm right here. What happened? And, and then that's when they see Owen Wilson's character. He, he, he died. And and that, that was like, man, I mean, no, they were, they basically lost that whole shuttle, the whole like first part of the mission. Right. Yeah. Oh, there was three failure. Three of them made it. It was those two, uh, Ben Affleck, Bear, and um, the Russian guy. The Russian, yeah. Yeah, they were in there. I mean, th- those three were just, was, it was to me, it was comedy gold because it was funny on, on what they were trying to do. And then, and, and another thing, not knowing where to go. I mean, luckily, they went the right direction <laughs> to where the other shuttle was. And almost losing, um, was it the Russian guy? They, they went outside because there was something going on, and he almost flew off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, oh, that because that's when they had to jump, the, the um, right, the little whatever the that, rover yeah, thing. Yeah, those things, they had to jump it, so they end up finding Bruce and the gang, and uh, and they start drilling. But then they it, they, when you drill, I don't know, this is what they said in the movie. But when you drill, you have these problems because they were having the problems when they were training. Basically, I mean, there there were, Bruce, uh, Ben Affleck was like, Nah, man, I have a feeling we we, we can do it, we can do it, and then. They broke one of the transmissions, which I guess was one of the little rotor things to drill with. So they had that problem. And then on top of that, they had uh, Steve Buscemi's character uh, getting space dementia because he was. Yeah, (laughs) it it was funny. It was funny, but I'm sure it wasn't funny to them because he he was losing it because he was. Yeah. What was he? He was imitating. um, You remember? It was like he was doing like a, a movie reference. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. I, I know the movie. I could see it, but I can't yeah, remember who the character yeah. was. Roger. Somebody's yelling at us. Yeah. So one of you, one of you guys are screaming it at us. It was, I just see that. I see a guy riding a missile. Yeah. <laughs> or a, he was riding a rocket uh, in, right, in the black right, and right. white thing. <laughs> I mean that that was funny. I mean that was good. But I mean then they had to basically duct take him up, and then. Uh, Get it? We we of course we knew they were gonna they were gonna do it. They were, but it was it was cool. I mean, I loved what they were doing. But then when it came down to, they couldn't remote detonate the the nuke because they did end up drilling where they needed to go and then drop it in there. So they were like, well, well, the controllers doesn't work after the crash. Uh, one of us has to stay. And they were like, uh, and this to me, this always makes me tear up. I mean, just thinking about it, the the decision when they were doing the uh, pulling, drawing straws and everything. Ben Affleck was the one that was initially supposed to say stay, but that's uh, when Bruce Willis kind of pushed him out of the way. And I loved what he said to him: "Just take care of my daughter," and then shoves him back. Yeah. And, and, oh, oh man. And him, the emotional. Ben, yeah, Ben Affleck <laughs> just going, no, no, Harry, don't, don't go, and and he was like, I love you, son. And I was like, oh man, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's a dad for you. I mean, any any yep. of us, any yep. of you dads out there, or anyone you no anyone doubt. you love, you you would do what oh, yeah. you have to put your life, uh, give give your life to help uh, them. Hundred percent. So I mean. And again, I hope it was quick. <laughs> oh yeah, you know it was. It yeah. was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I just I wouldn't want to feel that pain. Just whoop, dead. 
Yep. But yep. Uh, that that was even more tragedy because then once he decided to do it, and they were like, "All right, man." Well, they all did their hugs and everything, and then they took off. They were having problems with trying to start the shuttle because they would start it up and then it went back down. And th- this part just it, it makes me laugh just thinking about it when. They were the one lady was trying to push all the buttons to figure out what was happening. Duh, yeah. And the Russian guy was like, I can fix it. I can fix it. And he was like, if you just move, if you don't move, I'm going to move you. And then he just got tired of moved her out of the way. And this is how we do it. And what Soviet Union or Mother Russia, whatever yeah. he said, he just started hitting it with a wrench or whatever. And he goes, American components, Russian components, all made in Taiwan. And he, whatever he did, he hit something and then the, the, the motors kicked in and they took off but that other scene which uh when they were sitting there because they were saying there was going to be explosions on this rock because there's things you don't know it's, it's not stable and uh what's his name um bruce willis um harry he got shot up uh off the ground but luckily he was uh he had that little tandem rope on him so he was able to come back down and get there but um, when the shuttle took off, they were like, all right, man, because there was they they gave the um, um, basically a point of no return to where if if the asteroid passes that, then the world's done. Because it, it was, if even if they did detonate, it was a part of it was going to hit the Earth because they were trying to blow it up in the, from the middle to where it's going to it's going to blow up so far and split and the two pieces were were going to miss the, miss the planet. So they took off and they're like, hey, man, he goes, it's the time is up. How come he didn't detonate? It? How come he didn't detonate? It? And then that one pilot, go, I mean, we need to turn around and go back. And they were, well, Pat was like, no, Harry will do it. He, or or do it. even uh, Ben Affleck was like, Harry will do it. He goes, he, there's not, he can't, he can't Doesn't fail. Doesn't know how to fail. Yeah. yeah. So Ben Affleck kind of crawls up. And this, this part was kind of, kind of sad um, when he climbs up there, but right before. When he pushes the button, basically his whole life just yeah flashes in in, in his eye before the big flash and everything. So I was like, oh. Then you see the thing just blow up and just miss the Earth, and everyone comes back to Earth, and they're all heroes. And then the whole wedding scene, which was it was happy, but it was sad seeing all the pictures of the guys that that that, that lost their lives. In the mission, and that Aerosmith song didn't help. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, this movie, other than the cast and the action and everything, it did, it it had a soundtrack that everybody went out and bought. Uh, yep, that's I, I for could, sure. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what other songs were on that soundtrack. I don't have it. That's it. Me either. Pulled up in front of me. <laughs> the one um, stands out. Let me see if I can. Just only two songs. Uh, pop up in my the two Aerosmith songs, right? But there was um, okay. There's uh, fourteen cuts on this. Um, the artist Aerosmith, uh, Journey, Aerosmith, Steve or ZZ Top, Bob Seger, and the Silver Bullet Band, Sean Colvin, uh, Bon Jovi, uh, Patti Smythe and Scandal, Our Lady Peace. Oh, I'm not even gonna try with that name. We're leaving on the jet plane song. Uh, oh right. Uh, the theme Armageddon, and then also Aerosmith had one, two, three, 
four, five songs on this uh, album. Uh, the only ones I really remember offhand was the one in the in the uh, in the bar. I can't remember that one. Yeah, kind of yeah, fast version. Sweet emotion. I remember when they were riding on that little rover thing. They played that, and then uh, I don't want to miss a thing. That song. Uh, I did realize, recognize some of the other songs, but I really couldn't tell you what scenes those were. But yeah, that was the the second soundtrack, other than the uh, the score. So, but yeah, like Deep Impact didn't have none of that. It just had a, right, regular, right, right. a regular score soundtrack. So, to if you want to give it points, Armageddon does get that extra point for for the for the soundtrack and having a hit and it being nominated for Academy Award. But if you have to pick out of one or the two, I mean, you can give your reasons if you want. Which one do you like more? Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I was uh, in a zone there for a minute. But, yeah, no, it would have to be Armageddon. Uh, that's the one that I've, you know, ridden for the longest Uh after seeing both these in theaters, Armageddon was was clearly my favorite, and it wasn't until giving Deep Impact a second chance all these years later that I was able to appreciate it more. But uh, there's so much more to me as far as like the entertainment value, and like these are they're both like serious, like into the world scenario type movies. But Armageddon has so much more fun, so much more comedy to it that that you know, makes it the winner for me. Um, I'm going to go the other way and go with deep, wow. imp- deep impact. I think I liked it more just cause for the, um, the, the more serious and dread factor of it all. I mean, I teared up in both of them, but I just felt more emotional watching deep impact. And I've just, uh, it was, it was more dread. I mean, it, it, Yes, both people, I mean, in both films, people did, did lose their lives, but that one just seemed to be, they like I said, they, they worked more with the, the dramatic side of it all. And um, I guess, I mean, even even when I saw these back in 98, I thought Deep Impact was, was just a little bit more better. But nothing to take away from Armageddon. It's got the cast, it's got the action, the special effects, the, the, the soundtrack right. that we keep talking yeah. about. It had all that. I mean... Liv Tyler is, is a bonus, but um, I just I just loved Deep Impact just a little bit more. I own both of them; they're both in my library. Um, Deep Impact is streaming on Netflix, and Armageddon is streaming on HBO Go, Max, right. whatever they're called now. So, if you guys haven't seen them in a while, they're they're there. But um, it's good. I kind of knew you were going to go more with Armageddon, but um, I yeah, <laughs> I liked the D, the D. I know. Uh, Armageddon is is probably a better made film, but I I just like the more dramatic uh, emotional side uh, sure. of Deep Impact uh, on what happened on that one. But um, again, both of these are, are amazing films. Uh, we both love both of them, and I was kind of glad we got to talk about them. I mean, I know I've, yeah, I've had too. this idea to talk about these and never for a while <laughs> never did. I mean, we, our lists for Anchor is huge. So, long. <laughs> yeah. so but I mean, just <laughs> ideas when I come up with them, I send them to the Zisu here, and then we yeah, eventually we, we get to them. We still got top. <laughs> we still got Top Gun versus Iron Eagle coming. 
Yeah. Uh, we need to do that. I need to watch rewatchable. I know I watched them both a while ago. I need to rewatch yeah. them again. Then, then we'll tackle that one. I, think. I definitely need to revisit Iron Eagle. Um, Top Gun. I watched probably last year or the year before. I uh, believe it's still streaming on uh, Amazon. Let me double check. Okay. Yeah. No, I definitely want to uh, to do that one. It would have been nice. Oh, uh, it's not anymore. Counting. Oh man. It would have been nice because we could have uh, done it if it was still coming out for Fourth of July, but it's got bounced to Christmas now. So we got a while. <laughs> um, I don't think you want to spend seventy seven ninety nine <laughs> right for it. Uh, it was on here. It's not in. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure. Maybe out it'll pop way. up uh, soon. It's almost the end of the month. Yeah. A lot of times they switch in and out stuff. At maybe the end of the month. yeah. Maybe when it gets closer to Top Gun. Uh, yeah. We'll, uh, but definitely everyone we are going to uh I can a Top Gun is the one that I'd have to rewatch to to talk about it. I mean I'm I re- excited just because I know you've been down on it for so long. I'd be excited to see if you found some things in it that you liked that you didn't know until now. Uh, well, on, that's what I'm hoping for. On the last rewatch was probably <laughs> a couple months ago. I still felt the same way, but I'll, okay. I'll definitely watch it again. <laughs> I have the uh, the steel book. Um, the my friend picked up for me. Um, there for you, Top Gun fans. I don't know if it's out yet, but I think there's a steel book coming, a uh, 4K one. Oh, okay. So for, for you collectors, if it's not oh, out, boy. you probably already have it. But if you if it's not out yet, it's coming. So uh, uh, one copy is enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm I don't sure. I don't need I don't love the movie that much to get it on right, right. 4K. Glad I didn't spend my money. Uh, to get it but we'll get into that uh well i guess we just gotta find do you have do you own top gun i don't actually shocking as that may be (laughs) (laughs) i well we'll get into it when we get into it but i figured you should have it but i I don't know we'll figure out a way i don't think that is (laughs) i think i think that i should really i should (laughs) I i think it would pop up somewhere once uh, it got close to the second one coming, let me right. just make a check on Amazon, and it is not. Uh, huh. You can buy the uh, 4K UHD or rent it. You could rent it. For I might five, just do that. You can rent it for five ninety nine, <laughs> or you can buy it for eleven ninety nine. Um, right. let, let me. Yeah, I might look for that steel book. Let me. <laughs> Oh wait, I'm on the wrong one. Let me check uh, something. Uh, maybe I'll gift Iron Eagle for you. Uh, here it is. That ain't bad. Nine ninety nine to buy Solid. On, on um iTunes. Do they still call it iTunes or is it something else? No, it's iTunes Store. I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll figure out a way for you to 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 watch it. But every, yeah, we'll find one. Yeah, everyone, thank you so much for listening to our uh, ESP Rewind uh, covering the 1998. Would you call them classics? Are they? Yeah, there yet? sure. I would say so. All right. Well, the 1998 uh, double uh, classics, Deep Impact, uh, which came out in May of that year, and then. Depending on what you're looking at, either June or July uh, of 
the same year, 1998, uh, Armageddon. Um, yeah, again, I love both of these films, and it was good to come on here and finally talk about them for you guys. So, yes, definitely. Uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening. This is uh, ESP uh, Anchor Edition. Uh, thank you uh, so much for checking us out over here. Shoot on over to the uh, regular network to listen everything else and for those of you that reach out to me or wondering why my last blu-ray update is not on um the apple podcast i have no idea seriously i don't know why just that one episode isn't on everything else is. Huh. um but if you want to hear it uh other places you can go to google podcast spotify breaker cast box overcast pocket cast radio public i know it's on spotify i know it's on breaker and cast box I don't know why that one episode didn't go to Apple Podcasts. Uh, for the regular network, shoot over to Skaterdance Podcast Network, either on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Breaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. And then there's a ton of other ones. I'm not sure uh, what it is. But um, yeah, that's it, uh, everyone. Um, thank you all so much for listening. And you got anything else before we get out of here? No, no. Just, uh, I'm glad we were finally able to record this. Uh, love these two films, and yeah, at least for me. Until uh, next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, you society. Party on. Party on.